Bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Dave Mastovich, CEO and founder of Mass Solutions, the world's only no bullshit marketing firm. Do we avoid information that can help us? Do we avoid information that can help us? Yes. Yes. Sadly, we tend to do this. And now there's a study that actually proves it in case you don't believe me. Emily Ho, a professor at Northwestern University, led a survey of more than 2,300 participants who were asked whether they would like to get information that could be useful to them related to how they work, how long they might live, personal financial opportunities like retirement, and their strengths and weaknesses. What would you think of getting that type of information. If you said you'd like it and that you'd use it, you might not be telling the whole truth. That's because information avoidance is pervasive. That's the term. The big takeaway from the study is information avoidance. We tend to avoid information that will make us uncomfortable and that we think we might not be able to fix or grow or move upon or change. The factor tied to information avoidance is perceived actionability. If people perceive that they can't easily or realistically take action on changing something, they ignored it. That's what information avoidance is. So what's an example? If someone were to show you or someone out there that they need to save more for retirement. And the person they're showing that to feels they're struggling in general. They're struggling to make ends meet. They don't want to hear it, so they tend to ignore it. And that's the key with information avoidance. Now, some people do listen to information that makes them uncomfortable. So we want to talk about both ends of the spectrum. So who does listen to this type of information. Well, the study showed that people who were more curious and more receptive to opposing views tended to want more information frequently, and they were more apt to take action on it. People who were more curious and more receptive to opposing views. Now, we've seen in the past few years in the elections that there's a lot of people out there that are receptive to opposing views, right? (laughs) What we've learned uh, over time and now with social media is that one of our weaknesses as humans is now there aren't as many people that are receptive to opposing views. And it's quite easily for us to not hear or see or view videos or read opposing views. And we can get inflamed and charged up by others who share our views. So what the study showed was that people who were more curious and more receptive to opposing views tended to want more information frequently, and they were more apt to act on making positive change from that information. So why do you care? Why should you care about this? Because some of our listeners um, maybe really like to hear the marketing ideas that we have and the no bullshit ideas we have, and maybe aren't 
consciously receptive to opposing views because most people out there won't admit that they're not receptive to opposing views. It's subconscious. Well, why should this matter to you? What The reason it should matter is information avoidance is going to keep us from hearing uncomfortable information. You've heard me for about a decade talk about getting uncomfortable getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So if the study showed that people who were more curious and more receptive to opposing views were more apt to listen to information that could help them, if you're a competitor out there, if you're someone that likes to win at business, if you're someone that likes to grow personally, think about that. Someone who's going to compete with you that's more open and receptive to opposing views, we're more apt to take advantage of that information, and they'll be more apt to outperform you. So the study showed that people who are more curious and more receptive to opposing views tended to want more information, tended to be able to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and tended to outperform you, who is less receptive to opposing views. Another group and probably many of people in the same group that I just described, were people who had a higher need for intellectual engagement. So people that had a higher need for intellectual engagement wanted to hear more and more. They wanted to try to find ways to get better at what they were weak at. Now, what information did people want to hear about at work across the board? Not just those people who had a higher need for intellectual engagement or just those people who were willing to hear opposing views. In general, even the people that suffered from information avoidance? What did they want to hear about at work? Interestingly, the question, quote, do you want to know how replaceable you are? Do you want to know how replaceable you are? Was the one that 85% of respondents said they'd want to know. Now, academics call this subjective well-being. Subjective well-being, which is avoiding information that could make you feel bad because we perceive that the help from the information is outweighed by the hurt. So information avoidance and subjective well-being are tied together. When someone wants to know how replaceable they are, that is information that might make them feel bad, but that, the help from that isn't outweighed by the hurt. The help from that isn't outweighed by the hurt because the help is if you find out that you're significantly and easily replaceable, that hurts, but the way it helped you is you're gonna quickly say, wow, I need to get another job because you're probably not gonna say I need to change <laughs> because of information avoidance and subjective well-being. So that question, how replaceable am I, was what people wanted to hear. 85% of the people wanted to hear that because the help outweighed the hurt. But most of the time, people will perceive that the help does not outweigh the hurt. So they have subjective well-being and information avoidance. Let me give you another example. The vast majority of people that were surveyed did not want to know how much time they wasted at work. The vast majority of people surveyed did not want to know how much time they wasted at work. The hurt outweighed the help because they're wasting time at work. They don't think they're wasting a time at work. 
they're comfortable with how they're working. They don't want to change because it's painful. So they don't want to hear how much time they're wasting at work. But you do want to know how replaceable you are because that's something that could impact you, your family, your well-being way more than trying to change and reduce the amount of time you wasted work. So now if you're one of those people that doesn't like opposing views, you're ticked off at me. You're being a bullshitter. You're saying, I don't like this episode. This guy's full of crap. I don't like this episode because it's telling me that I have information avoidance and subjective well-being. If you're one of those people that doesn't like to hear opposing views or if you're one of those people that doesn't get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you might not like what I'm saying. But this is what the empirical evidence of a study shows. And if you think about it logically and remove yourself from the equation, it does make sense that we don't want to necessarily hear how much time we waste at work. We would want to know if we're not replaceable because that makes us feel pretty good if it's like highly unlikely they could replace us easily. If they could replace us easily, we want to know that too so we can start planning. But we don't necessarily want to know how much time we waste at work. It's subjective well-being and information avoidance. At the risk of making you uncomfortable, at the risk of having an opposing view you don't want to hear, I'm going to say don't avoid this information. Don't be subjective about your well-being in this case. Instead, think about this. Commit to avoiding information avoidance. Jump right in and hear things that might make you uncomfortable because not thinking about it doesn't make it go away. If you commit to listening and doing little steps to improve, you'll make positive incremental change. And I can tell you from personal experience that that is what's increased my life satisfaction for decades is positive incremental change. I too get down. I too have subjective well-being. I too have information avoidance. But when I've fought it and I've got comfortable with being uncomfortable and realize that not thinking about something doesn't make it go away, and then I say, okay, maybe I can't get to that way that they're telling me, the seven things they're telling me to do. Maybe I can only do three. I'm going to start trying to do number one. And lo and behold, I would make positive incremental change. And then I jump on to number two and number three. And then suddenly, number four that I think didn't think I could do, I'm actually doing. It's positive incremental change. Now, I've not done it in every facet of my life. I'm just like you. I'm this thing called a human. But I'm telling you, my personal experience is that positive incremental change is huge to a healthy mindset. And I would say healthy overall positive incremental change. So I'm asking you to not avoid this and not have subjective well-being. But this is also the No Bullshit Marketing Show, so I want to talk about communication. I want to talk about your messaging, your marketing. Think about what this episode's about. Know that many people in your target audience are avoiding information if it's something that requires change. And most of what we do as marketers is trying to reach, influence, engage, and change people's feelings and actions. So if you as a no-bullshit marketer know that many people in your target audience are avoiding information, 
you need to position that communication in a way that's less intimidating and more encouraging. You need to make it about them, but also make it about incremental positive change. Make it about incremental change that leads to a positive. That's what you can do as a marketer. When you're deciding on a big idea, when you're deciding to write something, or Marcel on our team is deciding to shoot a certain shot a certain way, Mike and Benita are working on the 100-day activation planner. We've got all of our writers and designers and visual experts and direct marketing gurus thinking about things. I want them to think in terms of how everyone they're trying to communicate with is practicing some level of information avoidance, some level of subjective well-being. So you need to make it about them, but make it about positive incremental change. Make it less intimidating and more encouraging. That's what you can take away from this episode immediately for your work. Now, on your personal level, the one major takeaway that we can all benefit from is to be open to opposing views to learn how others perceive things, because this will help you as a storyteller as well. When you learn how others perceive things, it doesn't mean you agree with an opposing viewpoint. It doesn't mean you've sold out. You don't have to change your opinion at all. But practicing empathy and understanding someone else's why is a whole lot better than blocking it out or just disparaging opposing views and the people who have them. So if you're able to practice that empathy and understand someone else's why and hear that opposing view, that helps you as a marketer, as a storyteller, because it helps you to communicate. It might even help you to better frame your opposing view of that person. So that's the takeaway on a personal growth standpoint, but also as a marketer and storyteller standpoint that I want you to have. So I hope this episode of the No BS Marketing Show has been valuable to you. I love coming to you with these things that inspire me and motivate me to try to have incremental positive change. This episode was recorded in the lair in our own studios in bold, beautiful downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.